Welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted value added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. You got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another fun episode. We are on episode 59. What the heck? 59. How, how, how have you kept us along this, or around this long? You keep coming back for the torture. I know. I love it. I love it. Right. Well, if you don't know where you are, you're on another fun episode of Athletics LLC. With me, Big League, you've got three other gentlemen joined on the tiles with me. Clyde, how are you today, sir? I survived my first Pac-12. <laughs> Lucius, how about yourself, sir? Or Sue uh, Lucius, Sir Lucius, I can't see, believe See, I got demoted again. See, this is, this, oh is like three, this is like three shows in a row that she's trying. What did I do to you, Bigley? I thought we were I friends. Like, like, you were the one that made me Sir Lucius. And I know. Just, um, it was that quarantine. The quarantine restarted my brain. So. Yeah. <laughs> actually i'm doing wonderful as always my dear. i am wonderful. excellent good to hear good to hear last but not least the busy screen of the busy tile of the group right now lamar the 68 squad was the best ever sir how are you i'm good i'm good i wow. uh my heart is not heavy it is uh it's in tune with the world right now well, I'm going to ask you to lead us into our first segment then, because that is just the, the crack of the door of what we wanted to talk about first. Fair enough. Um, when this show will air, uh, it will be, I guess, 48 hours after um, this world no longer has the wonderful presence of probably one of the most regal human beings I, I've ever met in, in one Mr. Lee Evans who way back in 1968 was the first person to run under 44 seconds. Um, he held the Olympic record in the 400 for 24 years, held the world record for about that long as well. Um, and honestly, everybody I know that's ever met Lee Evans kind of says the same thing. Like, you feel like you're talking to or you were graced by the presence of royalty. Um, like, John Carlos said that to me one time. He's like, Lee always just seemed like he was better than the rest of us. And some people are just like that. And look, I've lived a charmed life I, and I completely understand that, but I will definitely say that top five, top five moments for me of like people I've ever met in the sport of track and field was definitely the first time I met Lee Evans. So, um, RIP to, uh, without question, one of the greatest of all time and a, uh, a pillar member of, without question, the greatest track and field team ever assembled uh, on any planet. 
you know, Lee, Lee was one of those guys where, you know, before you met him and people talked about him, you're like, this guy can't, he can't be that guy really, right? Like, and then you meet him and you're like, wow, yeah, he was that and more. Uh, I think the first time I met him was sitting in the O'Connell Center and I got the courage to go sit down and talk to him. And like 40 minutes later, I realized I needed to go work my, my hurdlers. Like, I just I forgot where I was, you know, he was just engaging. It was, you know, he was just a, a great man and he's going to be missed. And uh, he, he, he was definitely a guy that if you took the time to sit and talk and listen, you learned a ton. And Lee, you will be missed by man. And uh, as you said, RIP. Um, if you grew up around this sport in the state of California, especially in the Bay Area, there's no way that you are not aware of Lee Evans. And you know, when I heard the news that he passed today, because I never had the honor of meeting him or, you know, got an opportunity to speak with him, you know, I, I didn't feel a, an immense sadness. I, I spent most of my time reflecting on a life extremely well lived. And, you know, for me, um, the culture that we live in today um, on, on many, many levels, there, there's a lot of pretenders trying to do the things that Lee Evans and his collective compatriots during, the, during that time actually did and were actually really about in real life. And yeah, we lost the legend of track and field, but we lost a legend off the track because Lee Evans' greatest impacts on this world had nothing to do with what he did between those lines. And, you know, when you lose just figures like that, it, it's kind of time for people to sit back and, and reflect and, and ask them, you know, ask themselves like, what are you really trying to be about? Because we have a lot of fake activists out there in the world. We have a lot of fake people pretending to, to live up to these models in our sports to, in our sport today. And if you want to find a way and want to find a model of how to do it right and how to take things seriously and do it with class and honor and, you know, be steadfast in what you really act like you believe in, Lee Evans. So a life very well lived, you know, proud to say that I was educated on him while I was uh, very young in this sport and proud to say that I'm aware of who he was and what he stood for because Way too many people today have no clue what we're talking about, and that's sad. You know, I I, I want to stick one thing in there. Like, look, obviously, always props to to John and Tommy for um, being the face of that of that revolution, and and unfortunately, paying like the full brunt price of it. But a lot of people don't know is like they had meetings, the whole 68, all the African-Americans on the 68 team had meetings about basically what they were going to do. And one of the things they had agreed to do is exactly the picture you see in, in my in my backdrop. They all wore black berets. Um, and basically, you can see that there are three three African-Americans on the podium. So they, they went there, did, did the damn thing as well. They all were black berets. None of them have shoes on. And I believe um, that the two on either side have one glove on. So there were, there were a, 
there were a myriad of, I guess, protests that I guess that's, I guess that's the right word um, that, that were performed uh, during ceremonies during those Olympics. The unfortunate part is um, John and Tommy's was the most uh, egregious as far as the IOC was concerned. And they obviously paid the price for everybody, but um, it, it wasn't just them, you know, like, every single African-American that was on that 68 team, by the way, they pretty much all meddled. Let's just get that straight. Um, <laughs> but every single one of them did something, did something. And um, because they understood that as important as the Olympics were and as important as they were in, in their own personal lives, what was going on for African-American people at home was bigger than them and had to be, a light had to be shined on that. And, you know, to, uh, to Clyde's point, there's a fair amount of uh, posturing and uh, faux nationalism that goes on now. Um, and I say that because these people who, who, who made these protests knew beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, what was at stake. Like they knew they could all be stripped of medals, sent home, like all of those things. Yet they still did all of those things to, to, because what was going on, what was going on at home was bigger than that. To, to that point, this is from the uh, NBC sports write-up today. Evans said an official warned the U.S. 400-meter runners before the final not to do anything similar to what Smith and Carlos had done. The official was worried that the U.S. team would get kicked out of the games. The team. Evans then led the U.S. medal sweep of the 400 with Larry James and, James and Ron Freeman. All three wore black berets in support of the Black Panther Party for the victory ceremony. They removed them for the anthem, a decision Evans said was made before the Olympics given that they still had the four by four relay to run. After what Tommy and John did, there was a lot of commotion, Evan said in, in 2017. We had meetings and yelling, but it turns out we stuck to our guns. So. And shout out to Larry James for being the second guy ever to run 44 seconds and, have, and being the guy that's sub 44 on the list that I feel like nobody knows anymore. Another great guy. Another great man. human being. Yep. Well, condolences to his family and those that were around him or affected by him. And uh, definitely a uh, presence gone that is needed, especially in the times that we're in as a leader. So um, yeah, that part, um, not to minimalize that, but um, let's move on to our next subject. Topic being, track is back. And uh, there's a lot to talk about because we had the last of the conference championships take place. Um, call it, if you will, the bigger conferences took place last weekend, um, definitely leading us into prelims, regionals, respectively. Uh, gentlemen, what are we going to talk about first? Because there's a lot to talk about. I believe we're going to talk about 
California high school situation first. Oh. He's talking about track being back. I think um, Mr. Clyde has a little nugget of information for us about that. We, we can jump to that. Um, definitely. Because, I mean, that's definitely a track is back. <laughs> yes, I mean, the, the quintessential yes. track, track is back situation. Now, a, a couple weeks ago, uh, um, if you if you rewind the tape, I was uh, very uh, hot under the collar about the CIF, the governing body of, of California high school sports, um, canceling the state championships for the second year in a row um, under under the guise of uh, what's going on with the pandemic. The first one we understood. Second one, a lot of people have a very serious problem with, including me. Um, Mr. Lamar tried to calm me down and told I, I tried. Tried to calm me down and told me that at the end of the day, the CIF would figure it out and cooler heads would prevail and we would somehow get this right because California usually does. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And the, the state meet cancellation is a very real thing. But um, some, uh, some very dedicated and thoughtful uh, private citizens, coaches, entities in our state have come together and put together an event, are putting together an event, I should say, that I think is absolutely fantastic and righteous and deserving of a standing ovation. Um, RelayBatons.com, uh, Fleet Feet, Saucony, Simi Valley High School, um, and On Track, On Track and Field Inc., along with a whole host of other people are going to be putting on what they are calling the Golden State Track and Field Championships. It's gonna be held on Friday, June 25th and Saturday, June 26th. Um, all the details have not been released yet, but anybody that knows anything about how we do state championships out here on the West Coast, it's always a two day affair, prelims and finals, no divisions, Everybody against everybody. Don't matter if your school got 500 people or 5,000 people, you got to line up and race. Now, the logistics of who gets in and who doesn't, I'm sure they're going to work out on their own. But it's a great thing that, they're, that, that they took up this mantle and found a way to get this done because the kids deserve it, period, full stop. They deserve an opportunity to compete. There's no, you know, medical reason that that can't happen. We just had all these conference championships. We're getting ready to reinstate the 48. We're going on the NCs. Pro, pro, you know, pro meets are happening every other week and twice during the week. There's no reason that the California state kids don't get to have their state final. So bravo to all the men and women behind that. And if you live in California, find a way to volunteer, pitch in, help, do whatever you can do to make sure that this event is as, as spectacular as, the, as these kids deserve. Bravo to everybody. And well said, young man. And I, you know, again, um, I'm not, I'm not a, a Cali guy, but I, I, I think that it's very commendable for the folks that got together and said, we're going to give these young people a, a chance to shine. And um, I, okay, kudos. That's all I got, man. A wonderful job. And I'm glad it happened. And, um, hopefully it goes off without a hitch. It'll be, it'll be good to see. Uh, you know, 
I'm super proud of the adults that decided to be adults and figure out a way to make this happen. But I think I'm still just like holistically disappointed in all the adults that just decided to hide behind the pandemic and stretch it out for this to have to happen. Like, okay, let's, let's just get this straight, right? In the last month, Mount Sac happened, Arcadia happened, and the Pac-12 happened at USC. Like, what are we doing? If those three things could all happen, let alone all the other things that are happening. But if those three things could all happen in the last month, like, why did it take this to happen? Like, what is going on with the people in the CIF that it's, but it's always this way, right? Like, I mean, the CIF rules folk, they're always, they always seem to be like last to the table of common sense. And yes, I did unfortunately give them credit for somehow making it, making something make sense and cooler heads prevailing, but it just doesn't make any sense. You know, like how can you be, and let's just be honest, right? California was, China was touting itself kind of as the industry leader on how to handle the pandemic. And if we look at the number of people in the state and the way the governor Newsom handled it. We probably got to give Cuzzo an A, A minus at worst. Yeah. But what's happened in phase two? Like they get an F minus. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's just so bad, right? Like they, like they move the junior F college. Minus? They, yes, because they like, they moved the, Cal- <laughs> the California junior college baseball season back like two months for no particular reason. It was a random and arbitrary day. And like, you know, this whole CIF thing, like it was clear and obvious that, that this is what should be happening. And at some point in time, you just got to, you can't dig your heels in on the wrong side of history. And I feel like the CIF does that a lot. Well, and I'll say. To be clear, in the spring, we play, we play football. Yeah. We, we, we play basketball. The, the, the safest COVID sport, track and field, their state meet had to go away. Well, so I, I will put in my two cents in regards to, I, I feel, this is a personal feeling based off what I read, that the CIF made that decision based off the sections yeah. not having championships. So we can't say like they jumped the gun and did that. They did it in reaction to the Northern sections not competing a championship in that round in that state or part of the state to get to state. And so they felt as if it wouldn't be a true state championship. Yeah. So that's that, how I that's like That's like a parent deciding that nobody in the family has to eat broccoli because the youngest kid decided he doesn't want to eat broccoli. So what I'm saying though, is I don't think you can just put full buy-in onus on CIF because it was also a secondary reaction to Northern section CCS yeah, all yeah, those. Yeah. So, so the the NCS, the North Coast section, mm-hmm. Sac Joaquin section, and the Northern section, way up north, yeah. those are the three original sections that said, "Yeah, we're not holding sections," and still aren't holding them. Yeah. And yes, as as it was reported, because those because to qualify for the state championship, you have to go through your section. If the sections don't exist. Then the CIF said, well, I guess there's no state meet. But mm-hmm. my understanding of it, I'm, let me let me just, 
can they not step in and say, no, actually, you're going to put these on? This is this so was my question. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, I, yeah, you are the governing body. I mean, as a governing body, you, you say to them, OK, so here's the deal. You have 48 hours to figure out the press release that you want to put out saying that you're going to have this or we're going to put out a press release saying that we're having the state meet and you, these sections are not going have chosen not to participate and deal with that backlash. Like this isn't tough. Yeah. If you're the big stack, when you play poker, if you're the big stack, you need to push people around and you have somebody take your money. Like at the end of the day, the government, I'm still putting it off on the CIF because parents got to be parents, man. Adults got to be adults. Like we, we beat the NCAA to death, right? Because they refused to govern when we were talking about the pandemic. So this is no different. Like you have to govern. And, and, and at the end of the day, the folks in Orange County were like, hey, guess what? We're going to do this. And everybody else was like, yeah, we should do this. And so I'm serious about people getting involved with this. I think it's a great event. The, the meet director is Steve Ringgold. His email is steve at ontrackandfield.com. You want to volunteer. You want inquiries. You want information. That's the man to get it done. Steve Ringgold, Steve at ontrackandfield.com. And I know we got a lot of West Coast fans that watch the show. So let's blow this up. Let's make it, you know, the best possible thing that it can be. Kids deserve yeah. They're looking for sponsors as well. I think it's a different point person to take care part of that, but like care of that. But so FYI. Yep, yep. To sponsors, if you're interested in sponsoring the event in some kind of way, that is Mark Amazon at On Track Management. So Mark at OnTrackAndField.com. That's that email. Like they're they're going full boat with this thing. And, and mm -hmm. Simi High School, you know, is, is a fabulous facility, and it'll go off extremely well. Well, let's segue the, that championship, that potential championship, to the ones that already happened. Yes. <laughs> who, who, wants, who wants to start this segment? Uh, oh, sure, oh, go ahead, Lamar. Uh, two words. Terrence Laird. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place to start. <laughs> Look, I know they're windy, and I'm not ever going to be the guy that's like, windy marks you know, mean such and such, because if they ran it with wind, they can run it. Like, yeah, sometimes that's true, sometimes that's not. But here's what I'm gonna say. That young man went to bed having run 980 and 1980 in the same day. And and that deserves a wow. The, the 1980 wasn't uh, windy. Right, the 1980 was, was legal. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you watched him run the four by one, you believe he can run nine eighty. <laughs> like if you watch the four by one, see, if you watch him run the four by one, you realize that it really wasn't going to be that much of a battle between him, to, between him and Matt Dodd because he ran Matt down and ran away from him and ran away from him. <laughs> uh, listen, there, there's so many performances. Terrence Laird was amazing, but, but can can I can we just take a pause? Because we're going to spend a lot of time on the SEC. Can, 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 we, can we take a pause for a second and shout out 
um, so one of our former guests, uh, Mr. Leroy Burrell, and the utter disrespect. Disrespect. Disrespectful curb stomping that the Houston Sprint crew put on the American Conference. Listen. Didn't he have seven finalists in the quarter or something like that? As, as a person who has gone into a conference meet and put seven people in a final, six people in a final, I know it's disrespectful. So, bruh, the, <laughs> right now, if you pull up the leaderboard for, for the American Conference, Houston is number one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven in the 100-meter dash. Like, it, it's yeah. – a it's a spectacle yeah. to see, man. You just got to go pull up the results and be like, wait, what? what? They're having practice yeah. at, at the meet. It's fun to see unless you're, like, coaching against it. <laughs> I've been the coach that did that to some folks. Dope, dope, dope results. Leroy, Carl, the crew. And, and let's, let's not leave out the fact that the guy that won the 100, and yeah, I know it was Wendy's. He ran 987. Yes, yes. Right, right. <laughs> Wendy 987. I, I'm not going to pro- attempt to pronounce his last Sean, name. Sean. Sean. Yeah, rolling. Sean. <laughs> I'm without there rolling. And, and listen, you know, it, it's a mid-major school. So, you know, they don't always catch the respect that they deserve. But we all know Houston's been coming for a long time. And they're always got people at Nationals. And they're always a threat to piss people off and make a lot of noise. And maybe walk out with a trophy. Like, that was fun to see. Like I, when I saw the results, I went looking for the YouTube videos and the uplinks because I just wanted to watch it. So blatantly disrespectful, though, Leroy. Y'all, y'all, y'all wrong for that. But it's fun. No, no, they're not wrong for that. <laughs> Great for that. He's doing his job, man. It makes it right. make everybody else in the league better. And and that's the thing. Like when you when you look at those results, that's what I say is like, okay, so how does the rest of the league respond to that? Do you lay down or do you fight back? Yeah, yeah. That's the point. That that kind of stuff makes the league better. Right. Because if there's a coach in the conference that's worth his or her salt, they're like, I'm going to tell you this much. That ain't ever happening to me again. And that's the key right there. Who's going to fight back? Yeah. So, and I say, I'm going to venture out in the Pac 12. Uh, I watched the women's four by one. I I don't believe there's going to be a 41 second four by one this year. I don't. But boy, is it going to be fun to watch the national final? Because if you, and I know Clyde, you had a front row seat for this battle. I did. Uh, Oregon kind of took USC to the woodshed. And then what they did afterwards, the picture that was taken, the upside down fight on sign. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you throw LSU in that mix, NCAA is going to be a lot of fun. Look, I, I, at the I cathedral, that, as my man Clyde's. I, I'll tell you that, right. And, and that's kind of part of the point. I, I'll tell you this about that particular race in that particular moment. I, I like legitimately respectful, maybe depending on where you sit, borderline disrespectful rivalry type stuff, right? It's no secret that Oregon and USC have been the two dominant teams in this conference for a while. So for Oregon to do that on USC's track, as a fan, loved every second of it. And if you watch the video, which you guys don't realize, I don't know if anybody can run four about four, 41 or not, but I'm going to tell you this. They're going to run a hell of a lot faster in Oregon because the USC track is so tight 
and the lanes are so small. Go look at the tape again. The lanes are small. So the turns are, are crazy to run in that building. It, the, both of those teams will run significantly faster elsewhere. I agree. I'm just not I, sure about the 41 yet. I, yes, I don't know if 41s, you know, whatever. I'm very excited to see what they go down to Texas and pull off at AM. and 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 Lucius is absolutely right. You take those two and throw in the, the two or three other contenders that, that are out there, and oh, my God. I just hope everybody gets through clean, no mishaps, because I want to see that race again. It was fantastic to watch. And, you know, hey, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But, yeah, too, they, yeah, they did that. You know, like, for it. you know, like when Oklahoma folks do the, you know, yeah. do this. Yeah, it was one of those kind of things. It, it, it was, it was funny. Yeah, it, it was funny to some, not so funny to others. And oh, I, 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 and I would venture to say that uh, Miss T.T. Terry's blowout win in the 100 and 200 was probably egged on by the demonstration from the four by one. Yes. And that's what makes those kind of like, that's what makes that dope. Like that's what fuels this kind of stuff back and forth. The, what, what was the narrative from two, from 2019? Shakari was pissed off at what TT did indoors with, with the, with the motorbike jump, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, and she was pissed off because, because TT threw up the fight on sign when she crossed the line, the four by one. Yep. So, yep. you know, and so what she do? Threw it right back up at her. Like, like, that's, <laughs> yeah. like that's what you, that's, that's yeah. what's fun, man. I like that kind of stuff. But that, yeah, I, you know, I watched that entire meeting. You know, shout out to my man, um, Isaiah Jewett, the 800. It's a great run by him there. Um, again, you know, shout out T.T. Terry. I thought that was a great job. I thought Anna Kako had a great, great meet as well at the, at the Pac-12. Okay, so the the battle between Shea Anderson and Anna Kako was awesome. Yeah, that, that that was awesome. Go go see the video. You know, uh, uh, Miss Anderson took the race out really really hard, and at a, and at a certain point, it almost felt like she had control of it. And at about one fifty to go, Anna was like, "Yeah, nah." I, yeah, see, I, and, and watching the race, I never thought that Shay had a chance because she was it was kind of like watching Rye the week before, right? It's kind of like she was running along, like I'm just gonna take off when I get ready. And I yep. think that's the Anna Cockle we've been waiting to see, you know, you know, yeah, kudos. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think the big, the uh, best part for me was how happy Joanna Hayes was after, you know, cause I'm sure obviously that's something they've been waiting for, for a long time. And um, that, that was pretty, that was, that was great to see. So, you know, kudos to Anna, you know, keep it going because of the women's the women's short hurdles. You've got Tonia who's continues to do crazy things. She's 1262, a little windy this weekend. Then you got a bunch of girls at 12.7 and 12.80, and that women's hurdle race is going to be phenomenal. Really good. Can we dig in? Can we dig into a result? Speaking of the women's hurdles, yeah. like we always marvel every year about like some event in the SEC is always like super deep, right? Like I remember one year I was coaching, and I think like 23 30 something or something didn't make the final indoors, the women's 200, and you're just like, what do you do with that kid? Like, like if you're not in that conference, you're thinking to yourself, like, so this kid runs 2330 and you're like, you can't score us any points. Like you shouldn't be on any money, right? Like you can't <laughs> say that to the kid, but like, that's how you feel. Right, right. right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you this right now. There's not a school in this country that wouldn't take a girl that runs 1305. And the unfortunate part is she would have been sitting in the stands after the prelims of the hundred hurdles in the SEC. Yeah. And I look, 
Lucius send that out as a group in the group text, right? I saw all the results. I watched the meet, and then I still went back and looked at the results. Like, nah, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't twelve ninety seven, like seventh in the final, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 probably would have been eight because a girl failed that was running faster than that. You know, like that yeah, was the food. crazy part is that like it took thirteen oh four, I think, right, to make mm-hmm. the final, and then the final was better. It's the, like, what are we doing? Like, the hey, women, the women's sprint hurdles, <laughs> the women's sprint hurdles has been the coldest game yes. on the planet. Oh, I ain't talking, wow. about, I'm talking about anything. It's yes. the coldest game on earth. And it's been that way for a while. And it's been that way at the pro level. And now it's just starting to matriculate down to the collegiate level. And it's stupid. Listen, as great as Anna Cockrell was this weekend. Jasmine Jones is a very serious, serious problem. Jasmine Jones is, she's a baby. She's a freshman. Mm -hmm. That one figures out what she's doing all the way. Look, man, she's big, she's strong, she's powerful. She's got rhythm. Like that girl is really, really serious. Yeah, there's a lot of good young herders out there on the women's side and it's gonna be some battles. You know, I, and the, and the, the, the women's hurdles is one of those things. It's like you just you just can't go get a degree. You got to get your PhD, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to get your yeah. doctorate, your PhD. Every because if you don't, like you said, yeah, you, you know, but you, there was a time when we used to think thirteen oh five was fast, right? Yeah, there was a and time that wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to, to to put this in perspective, you like you said at the SEC this weekend, twelve wasn't good enough to get into the final for somebody. Okay, we're about to go to regionals or NCAA prelims, East and West. There are going to be multiple 12-second hurdlers that can't advance. To survive in advance, you're going to have to be 12-something. Like, you can't just crack 13 like it's cute. No, it's not going to get it. It's, it's going to be nuts. Like, how are you going to go to regionals, run 12 seconds, and, and not get yeah, up? Not go. Because <laughs> it's going I, I ran I ran 13.05, and I, I was, yeah, I was sitting at home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, it, you know, right. then another crazy event was 45.99 doesn't make the final on the men's one. Mm-hmm. Sit in the stand. Right. And then talk about a great final. I mean, Elijah, got, uh, he just doesn't care. He just goes, I'm going to go as fast as I can, as hard as I can. And Noah and Bryce were like, okay, we'll, we'll see it about, you know, 370. <laughs> you know? Oh, that, that kid runs the 400 like, like the Viking runs the four and the hurdles. Yeah, like, yeah, just like I'm gone. Like, you, go. you got to catch me. Yeah. If, you, if you've ever been on a bike or a skateboard on a hill that you shouldn't have been on, and then you get what they call a speed wobble, like, that's exactly what happens to Elijah at the end. Right, like he already kind of runs wide, like almost like Fred Curley esque, but it, but it's in rhythm. And then the last thirty meters, it's no longer in rhythm, and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and you find yourself like wanting to grab. I'm going to need you to never do that again. And watch the video. And I, think that was an, I think that was an accurate description. Wait, see, so I think what you should do is say people refer them to the video, but we don't ever need to see you. Please. Yes, sir. Someone <laughs> needs to make a meme. Isn't Gabe oh really? our meme oh, yeah, master? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, definitely really. memeable. Gabe, yes. hook that oh. up. I know you wow. know how to do it. 
I don't need to be a meme. Uh, listen, I, and I'm, I'm going to get myself around to the rest of the country, but I'm a West Coast kid and this is my conference. A, a, a moment has to be taken to shout out Carol Smith Gilbert and Devontae Burnett, who had a hell of a track record. Devontae Burnett swept one and the 200 at the Pac 12, upset Michael Williams. Okay. No one saw that coming. 1005. 1005 and 2050. Okay. On his home track, you know, trying to do what they do. Now the man at USC got second behind Oregon, but you know, it was it was a lot closer than people thought. And one of the main reasons was that kid right there and his performance. No, he, and he looked he good doing it too. Elevated. Very impressive race model. It was very good. So and, I'm, I'm gonna venture back over to the other coast. Wait a minute, before you change the subject, I want to talk about something that you threw out already because okay. it was really funny in real time. Okay. The Isaiah Jewett win in the 800. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm sorry, curb stomping in the 800, <laughs> okay? Because you know, the, the way the stadium's set up, you have the announcer, right? And then it's, it's close enough, you can hear, you know, the, the, the Pac-12 network broadcast at the same time if you're standing in the right place. From the gun, everybody's talking like Isaiah Jewett was going to get run down like the whole narrative go listen to the Pac-12 it's like oh well when are when are the Oregon kids going to come for him I'm like what are y'all looking at start to finish domination of that race it was never close and with 200 to go when everybody was just waiting like no he put the pedal down and just opened up on them he's been good for a, a, a while but the work that he's clearly doing now with Jabri yeah, it, he's a Jabri, different, yeah. different version so Jabri Harris Hell of a job. job. Hell of a job. Yeah. So now we'll, we're going to time travel back over to the East Coast to the ACC meet at North Carolina State. And I'm just not sure why we decided to go out and break the 1,500-meter collegiate record in the prelim. In the prelim. I'm just going to run 334 by myself. Because you can. I got nothing else to do tonight. So I'm just going to run 334. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You know, and a phenomenal job I had. And, I, and obviously it was planned. And uh, I think that there's probably something trying to get the Olympic standard, trying to do whatever it was, but whatever it was, it worked. And it was, if you watch the video, man, it was masterful. You know, he did a phenomenal mm -hmm. job you know, with that. It, it was great. Uh, phenomenal run. It was. How do you pronounce that young man's name? Um, I've heard Nagoose. That's, and I, okay, so that's how the way I heard it too. I didn't want yeah. to say it wrong. So since you said Nagoose, I'm going to roll with Nagoose. <laughs> so so it's, 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 it's Lucius's fault, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Third. Young man, if we got that wrong, we yes, apologize. We apologize, Lucius. But phenomenal <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, and I will be more than happy for to be told exactly how to pronounce your name because we're gonna put some respect on your name, my friend. We will definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room that nobody's addressed yet, Miss Mo. I mean, I mean, listen. I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, I was there. And the only thing that kept her from running faster was the wind decided to really kick up with about 150 to go in the race. But it was smooth. It was graceful. It was a curb stomping. You know, you had a bunch of PRs behind her. Yeah. You know, nobody knows because it, and it wasn't one of those 49 second runs where the person was tying up and digging. Just I'm just oh, standing yeah. up tall and smooth and even. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal run. Just phenomenal run. But I mean, she might be might be the best ever guys i'm sorry it, it, it yeah i mean no, i'm not talking about pro people 
that was the most beautiful 400 meter collegiate race I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, effortless. And obviously she's putting in effort, but it just. It was seamless. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And she held true to her statement after indoors. She worked on her block start. <laughs> she, she, she actually came out of the block. She did. She did. <laughs> well, you know, it's a little different when you're not leaning on the like turn. This. <laughs> yeah, that helps a little bit too. What I what I find absolutely just amazingly charming is the humble disrespect of the entire country. Right? When they ask her questions, she answers them honestly. Right? But she says things like I want to run the 400 because it's fun. Obviously, I'm probably going to run the 800 at the trials um, and hope for the Olympics because that's what I'm doing better at now. But I wanted to see how, how she said, I wanted to see where I was at in the 400. Yeah, y'all are having a training run. Right? So she's what she's saying is honest. Like, look, we've been doing some stuff in practice. I wanted to see, you know, get the car out on the street. See, I see, wanted to see where I was at. What you felt when you were racing her was like, did she just say that like like this was practice and she just whooped us to death? And you <laughs> See, know what? The yes, crazy thing was, she, she, she ran, didn't she run 49 in the preliminary as well, right? Yeah. And then she came back and split 49 on the four by four like she was jogging, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, and, and, not, and not to be left out of the conversation, Miss, Miss Gittins was oh. incredible again this weekend. And, and I don't, you know, look, how do we not get, a little faster than 231 so we can get the standard right but on the way what did she jump in a high jump uh lamar oh 196 <laughs> yeah something crazy see i messed it up oh. indoors, so I, I, I didn't want to mess it up this time <laughs> i think i think that's right right yeah she was no. 696 in the long 696 jump. in the long jump was the one yeah yeah that that was uh, of that particular event that was the one yeah uh, for this for this go round. yeah you, who knows what she has planned for us next at NCs, but that that's that one. I am interested to see as it pertains to Miss Gittins, as, as we all understand, the, the multis advance straight to nationals from, you know, they don't have to do the prelim. So I will be, because AM is in the mix, I'll be very interested, interested to see what individual events she ends up challenging for, you know, in that whole scheme of things. Well, I think she's almost guaranteed to. She's gonna do the high jump for sure, and, sure. and gonna do a long. Well, see, I think for the, sure. the high jump might be in the middle of the multi because the high jump is Saturday, I believe, too, and that's the multi, the final day of the multi that day. But the long jump is Thursday, and the multi doesn't start till Friday, so she's definitely gonna launch it. And she jumped one ninety five. One ninety five. Yeah. We still, I gave her an extra centimeter. She yeah. had it indoors. So. Well, her clearance at 195, she, she could have played. Don't worry it. about it. Do y'all remember when it was a competition between her and and uh and Miss Hall? It no? seems like a very long time ago. It just it seems like it's like two years ago, right? Where there was it was a question. Oh, it was it was for sure a question. There it was a legitimate question. And now you can't even fathom that happening. I mean, it was a 300 point differential between the two of them. Yeah. And that's with a 231 800. Yeah. But 
I'm circling back to Miss Mo because I'm sure we've said it before, but I'm, I'm gonna reiterate it. Guys, enjoy it while it lasts because you ain't never gonna see this again. Nope. <laughs> the clock on on that young lady's collegiate career got about, yeah, you got about three left. weeks and some hours left, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So enjoy it while you can, and I mean, my God, like she. I mean, for me, she is the best. Yeah. Best ever. I mean. Ah, man, it's she's incredible, absolutely incredible. And you know, while we're we're poking around at Texas A&M, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and find it and watch Javon Harrison's clearance at seven eight. Right. It's absolutely effortless. I mean, you know, we we were giving you know our guy Clayton Brown a hard time. You know, you got you jump seven and four and some change, you get beat by almost half a foot. <laughs> so it's like you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and incredible. And then shout out to Gerald Sullivan for pushing him to it. Because, you know, you know he has some very credible attempts at 7 8 as well. And, and you know what? Because we're all absolute fans of Mr. Harrison. The best thing that could have happened for us as fans was, was that losing was the long that jump. he lost the long jump. Yeah. That's the best thing that could have happened because whatever's coming next. <laughs> It's going to be nuts. So, and I, and I want to put this out there in the atmosphere right now for all those you hashtaggers out there, as I call them. This is the hashtag we need to start. Hashtag let Harrison double at the trials. Right now, the long jump and the high jump are like 40 minutes apart. Oh, no, that's, that's bullshit. Hashtag separate the jumps for Harrison. Get oh, it no. out there. Hey, somebody got to change that. Got someone, someone. So, you hashtaggers, come up with something catchy. <laughs> Let's get you know, it done. You know what we should do? You know what we I'm should do? On you. We, we should call the head coach of the Olympic team. He might have some pull. We know, you know what? I talked to him already. He's on that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so somebody, he's somebody asking, he asked me to ask you hashtaggers out there to get involved as well. So. Oh, no, definitely. Hashtag. Well, well, yeah. two, two things. One, for all those people out there who like to see jumps, and I'm not really a fan of fouls, but here's what I'm going to tell you. You want to go back and watch the SEC long jump competition and watch Javon Harrison's last jump, which is a foul. It's eight meters a million. That's all I'm going to tell you. Look, it is substantially further than 834. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. It's a foul. It doesn't count. But I'm just telling you, it's really, really far. You know, and see, two, we have, we have done things. We've changed schedules for people all the time to give them a chance sure. to double. This guy's the best guy in the world in the high jump and the long jump right now. And he has a chance to meld in both of them. It's, it's a no-brainer, guys. Let's just uh, and, get out there. Let's do it. Let's do it. And the only like thing it. that's currently saving him, the only thing that's currently saving him is there aren't three three Americans that have the A standard in the high jump. That's the only thing that's currently saving him. And, and look, it's not like it's not like this decision was originally made for some sinister reason. It just turns out like, hey, we need to move this. It, the, the trials are over two weekends. Figure it out. Move one of them so this kid can double. Yeah, yeah I mean, move the high jump. It's an, easy, it's an easy move. And at the end of the day, like, I don't blame them because, look, the high jump, long jump, double at the trials is like almost nobody ever does it. Ever tries it. But So all I'm so saying I, is – I get it. You know, yes. And I know there's some logistical problems with, you know, people buying tickets and doing this, that, the other. Then just move the one of the events back further so the man has some more rest. That's all I'm asking. Mm -hmm. you know, that's all, that's all us hashtaggers are asking. Whatever it takes. 
is that hashtag free Javon Harrison. There you go. I like that one. There I like that. Let That's him nice. fly. Let him fly. Let him fly. Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, I will wear I start, a, I I will wear a nice t-shirt. Yeah. I will wear a t-shirt with a picture of Javon Harrison long jumping, watching a video of him high jumping. Like I believe <laughs> all, in anything that that young man does. Yeah. No, yeah, so uh, anyway, so let's let's get back to the trackers back stuff. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, my next my next one, something that I was extremely impressed with. We all know we all know TT Terry is great. We all know she's a threat to be the NCAA champion in the hundred. We also know that the two hundred is kind of like eh with her. Not this weekend. Twenty two seventy two. If no, if you're not paying attention, that that is important. That is a shot. That means something for TT to drop that kind of time, especially, especially on that track. Especially that on track, track is not conducive to the 200 at all. Especially on that track, and especially this far out from NCs and all other things that I know she's trying to pursue. That's important, and it was very, very impressive to watch. So, you know, we knew she was going to roll in the 100, but that, that 200 was, was a thing. I want to give a shout out to the coaching staff at Duke. Yeah. Yes. yes, I don't think, and, and it wasn't, I mean, you know, there's, there's been this talk on the ACC as we go look at their marks to <laughs> somebody or somebody's at Duke is coaching and coaching well. You and know, they're Duke. coaching the snot out of the 400. Exactly. <laughs> the four, the two, the hurdles, the multi, they're coaching. Look, if I told you before the meet, right, all these people who know track, if I told you somebody in ACC was going to have five people in the final of the women's 400, you'd be like, of course they are. Florida State. Of course they would. Clemson. Uh, no, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't like a bunch of 54s, right? Like, no, it's no diss to 54 second mile, quarter milers. Some don't, don't, don't add me late. for that. You did it already too late. Hey, you know what? Hey, if 45 is not fast, 54 damn sure ain't. So, yes, anyway. Uh, Brittany Avini, hope I said that right. Fifty-one sixty. Sixty. Yeah. Iman, Iman Sewell, fifty-two twenty-five, sitting top yeah. on the list in, for the ACC. I mean, they they went out and did the damn thing, you know. Like, and that is an incredibly impressive conference win. That boy froze. Am I frozen? Uh, only okay. Clyde is frozen. I was like, he thought I froze. I was like, wait, but everybody else is moving but Clyde. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, but, we'll just like keep said, talking. Yeah, very impressive win for Duke. And, you know, I'm not sure who I, – I apologize for not knowing the names of the coaches on the staff. But, man, great job. Um, Blue Devils got it done. They did. And also a shout out to Florida State for their win on the women, men's side and time Duke on the women's side as well. And then shout out to Joey and his gang up there at Iowa for the winning the big in the Big Ten. And then a shout out to Karen Dennis and her crew and women winning the women's side on uh, uh, the Big Ten as well. Joey's always doing a good job over at Iowa. You know, Iowa's not a that's not an easy place to 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 produce marks, especially in speed and power. The weather's right. not incredibly conducive to that. Right. And they do a they do a great job over there. 
know, you know, Joey, I've, I've told Jody, Joey on many occasions, man, they're co coaching their tails off and they have been for a while. They've been very, very impressive. Very impressive. Well, hope, we'll hope we get Clyde back here soon. Um, but uh, I guess, you know, something else, I guess we can venture away from the collegiate scene here for a second. And man, uh, Fred Curley. Very impressive. Me and Fred too. Curley. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there's been this talk of what's he doing? Is he working on his speed uh, for the truck for the 400? Maybe Fred's going to double in the one and the two now. You know, that thought crossed my mind today. Mm -hmm. And it crossed my mind because the math works, right? Like I watched I watched him run today and I was like, you know, look, okay, I'm never comparing anybody to Bolt, but at the end of the day, like it's still kind of the same thing, right? If you can match frequencies and you have longer legs, like you're going to run faster than people. So it's not a crazy thought that this dude, I mean, look, if you run the hundred and you beat Justin Gatlin, then you're, you're in the right classroom. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. You are. No. You know, I, I mean, it could be a reaction to how fast Mikey ran last year in the hundred and maybe he felt like he has to, he's got to do that in order to beat Mikey in the four. I don't know. I will say this. And I said, I've said this a bunch of times on the show, Fred Curley's, Opening season run indoors in the 400 is still one of the most impressive things I've seen this year. And that doesn't go away. Like, I will never forget that. If he was in that level of fitness indoors in the four and he's running this fast in the 100 at some point in time, something's going to go really fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that means he's going to run 42 or whether he's going to run 19.5 or whether he's going to run 10.8. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, 9.8. I don't know which one today won't, today won't cut it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know which one it is, but I, I know that if you can be that fit and you can be that fast, I know enough about track to know that whatever event you finally like peak for and decide to run, you're going to run that event really fast. Yeah. That's all I do know. All I do know. Um, and you know what? Let's stay in the same in in the same meet and i just i was enamored by this young man when he hit the scene and i've become a gigantic fan uh if you haven't got your your kenny bednarik uh bandwagon tickets yet you better get them <laughs> soon because that bandwagon is gonna get full fast and i am not predicting noah lyles's demise Absolutely. But I am, that would not be a very smart thing to no, do. No, I am definitely not doing that. But I am saying this. Kenny Bednarik is going to have to get beat. You know what I mean? Like, by, like when, it, when it comes to, to calling names for, for making teams and winning medals, Kenny Bednarik is going to be in that room, I believe. He has to stay healthy like everybody else. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, the way he's doing it, he is going to be a gigantic problem. Yeah. And he's not distracted, right? Like he's going to run the two. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to try to, I don't think he's going to try to run the double at, at the trials, you know, like, and, and, and Noah, let's just be honest. Like Noah's better than Kenny, but if Noah runs the hundred and then runs the 200, 
evens the playing field a little bit. It evens the playing field. Well, to some, thing, like to some degree, maybe maybe, maybe not completely right even. now. Kenny is doing a better job of running the turn and, and showing acceleration to Noah is right now. And we also yes. know Noah is notorious for showing up when it counts the most. So let's not let's not think he won't do it again. Oh no, um, for sure, I, for sure. I think it will be an incredible show. I really do. You know, I really do. Um, I, I want to throw something out that I think we missed. Uh, I don't think we missed. I know we missed a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, we, we all know Alders Bailey, you know, he's run 45 high this year. He's run 20, 35 this year, but we somehow missed a result that a couple of weeks ago, he jumped into 400 hurdles and ran 50.4. Oh, I definitely missed that. And, and yeah. kudos to him. Yeah. And, you know, with his size and his speed and, you know, he's with, working with Sammy Dodd, Sammy Dabs, and we know Sammy loves him some hurdles now. Loves him some hurdles. So let's not uh, be surprised when we see that result continue to get better. You know, so kudos to Sammy and to Mr. Bailey for that one. You know, also want to give a shout out to Michael Cherry today, you know, down mm -hmm. at the ranch, you know, 44-37. And running down Stevie Gardner, who actually, I don't know, something happened. He went to the ground today, but Stevie was ahead of Michael with about 30 meters to go. Mm -hmm. So hope, he's, hope Stevie's okay. But big breakthrough and personal best for, for Mike Cherry. And as we say, my man, JS is at it again. You know, <laughs> John Smith. Is at it again. You know, great job. And you can't give you can't give JS somebody that tall, long, and 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 talented. <laughs> right. Well, they have, and so in the results are coming. So, <laughs> you know. Also, I mean, yeah. Um, Allison opens up at fifty. Was it fifty eighty something today? I think. Fifty eighty eight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Very very smooth and even run for Allison today. Yeah, and it was obviously, see, let's talk about what were they thinking? We have a USAT, USATF sponsored meets, gold series, whatever it is, and we go down there, we run all the sprints to a headwind. What are we thinking? Yeah. Yeah. We got to be better than Jet, better than that. And also, Karani James was in Australia today and ran 4474. So it's a good opener mm -hmm. for him. Very good. Him and, Har him and Coach Harvey Glantz are getting it done. Absolutely getting it done. You know, I also um, want to give a shout out to uh, Lonnie Green and uh, Tim Hall for the for their big win, uh, their big win in the four by four at the conference meet, the three hundred one. You know, holding off a And M. Yeah, it's there's so much. I mean, we're back to Ostrava. Like Shakari Richardson beat a field of everybody today in the two hundred. Into a headwind, what, 22, 25? I think that's right. 35, 35. Excuse me, 35. In, in, into a headwind. Yep. So, you know. Smooth control. Um, yeah. I, I think the thing, in my opinion, Shakiri's got to get her emotions under control. It's a long season. Um, save a little more of that energy for the postseason, uh, for the important meets, because there's some big ones coming up. And, um, It'll be interesting to see how she manages that, but man, she is on fire right now. You know, you'll get kudos to Dennis um, for what the work he's doing with her and, uh, and Kenny and the rest of his crew doing a great job. Yeah. Are we, are we, miss, are we missing anybody yet? Like, is there, is there any like superstar we're waiting for them to open American superstar? Cause I mean, I know I still am trying to wait to see Wade Van Eekert. Go run a track meet yeah. somewhere, but and, and the Viking, the hurdles, yeah, 
Yeah, but um, are there? If all the Americans actually touch the, the track, Jalil Muhammad hasn't run the hurdles yet. No. Yeah. Well, boom. Yeah. Jalil hasn't run the hurdles yet, and I mean, had, and Sid, neither, Sid hasn't run the long hurdles yet. Exactly, and neither has Sid. Yeah. Well, I mean, for that matter, Fred hasn't run a quarter since indoors. Right. I, I really don't I mean, think Fred has any plans around the quarter right now. So you know what's funny is like <laughs> I think you might look. I don't want to believe that you're right because that just would be so bizarre. But man, I mean, it, my man does seem to be uh, running quite a few short sprints right now. Yeah. Well, like we're, we're gonna keep it real here. Nine nine six isn't gonna make this team. So no, 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 no. <laughs> and neither is twenty twenty something. So no, I he only gets kudos because he beat Justin. Right, like mm-hmm. the 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 time itself was good. Yeah. We've been and, and, we, and we've been called elitists because we're sad. like nine nine's not fast. Well, I mean, because it's not. But right. it, it was a technically sound race. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like yes, he, he looked like it. If you put other fast people on the track, that that's going to transmit to to even faster times. Like he didn't look like he was going to fall apart at at any point in time. So right. Like it would shock me zero percent if he runs nine eighty something zero percent. Right. He's. I know everybody's talking about the wind and the supposedly short track when he ran nine ninety one, but clearly after watching the day, you know he's very capable of running that fast. So. Yeah. Very capable of running that fast. You know, to me, it's it's funny. Like it, it's an interesting question. What will Terrence Laird have left in the tank? by the time we get to the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. there's a lot of races he's got to run between now and then. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, right. And, but, but, but you're collegiate and that's what they do. You know? Yeah. He's good enough that he won't have to run that hard next weekend. You know, if he, if he conserves his efforts and then, um, you know, I have to go hard. And, and once we get to Eugene and I think that then it comes down to what he's got left and does he, does he run the hundred or does he save himself and just come back and run the 200 our trials, you know? That's yeah, awesome. and that's that's the other one, right? Is like, yeah. like I think it's obvious the two hundred is his better race, but right now the hundred is weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know, in like, nineteen eighty two, he he could be third or fourth in the two hundred if he's not careful. Yeah, I mean easily. Yeah. Hey, doctor. Uh oh, he's doctor driving Clark. to more. He's driving to better Wi Fi. I, that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> I love it. Hey, that's that's dedication to my peoples. <laughs> hey, nobody could ever say that we don't go hard for this show. We will do whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a good explanation for what just happened. All I know is the internet crashed. Wow. And so Sir Lucius just to, yawned in slow motion. Move to where the phone works. Yeah, see, Lamar is now frozen because he was picking on you. <laughs> Instant karma. And he's back. You you were frozen there for a minute, sir. Yeah, I, I, it's like it's moved around. You know, the, the frozen person has moved around. <laughs> and you never figure it out until you realize that you're moving and nobody else is. That then means you're frozen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was just dead is what I was I was dead <laughs> well, we uh we covered quite the gamut of stuff while you were gone sir um, oh I, oh I'm certain where, where are we currently 
I, I think I think we're about ready to go for our, our Bowerman stuff, man. Yeah. We can, we can get into that. I, I'm I'm sure anything I missed was, was well covered by my colleagues here. So we we good with that. So moving on to our LLC Bowerman list to make a distinction of what list we're talking about. Right. Our athletics LLC, LLC Bowerman's list. So Sir Lucius, we'll start with you. What we're going to okay. do is we're going to update our list. I'm going to go ahead and read who we had prior. Okay. And uh, post-conference, we will uh, reevaluate reevaluate our situations. Um, okay. So on the male side, we had Cooper Tier, Casey Lightfoot, Javon Harrison, Isaac Grimes. And I'm going to attempt this name um, and then qualify it after. Du Mapaya. He's the jumper from TCU. Mm -hmm. So those are the five gentlemen that you made note of on your watch list. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as my man, like I said, I'm going to go chalk here. Javon Harrison stays. Can we just, I mean, maybe I could just put him on there five times, but yeah, I wouldn't be. <laughs> but I'm going to go Javon Harrison. I'm definitely adding Terrence Laird. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to keep Cooper on there for my, right now, you know, but I'm also going to add Mr. Noah Williams. Um, for, for what he's been doing. And um, I think just, a, just as a shout out to my man, Carl and Leroy for the work they're doing, I'm going to put Sean, and I cannot pronounce his last name on my list. So nice. he, he just got one named Sean. Yeah, he's Sean. Yeah. Love it. So for your females, you had a thing, Mo, mm -hmm. Tyra Gittens. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Um, Katie Izzo, Ruth Osoro, okay. and Abby Steiner, which we didn't talk about her lack of presence this past weekend. Yeah. But so I'm going to keep Miss Giddens, keep Miss Moe. I'm going to still ride with Ruth, but I'm adding Tara Davis and Tamara Clark to my list, who's doing a phenomenal job down there in Alabama. Good calls. I like that. Uh, Clyde. Uh -huh. You had. <laughs> you had. Cooper Tier, Tier, Matt Bowling, yeah. Javon Harrison, Casey Lightfoot, and then Trevor Bassett. I did. I did. Um, unlike Mr. Lucius, I have no problem. Uh, Javon Harrison, Javon Harrison, Javon Harrison, Javon Harrison, Javon Harrison. Uh, if Javon Harrison doesn't win the Bowerman, um, something is very, very wrong with our system. However, other people do deserve recognition. Um, I, I am, you have to understand, I'm a little discombobulated having to have driven out of the house. Um, but uh, where are you so going? After, I'm going to get some Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so after Mr. Harrison, um, I, I'm definitely um, adding Mr. Washington of Arizona State uh, to that list. He's uh he's in there. Uh, man, I want to keep. Well, listen, Terrence Laird has to be there. 
Terrence Laird is looking like, you know, he could possibly pull off, you know, a, a one-two double. And, you know, others have done it, but it is rare. And, you know, if he if he does something like that, uh, you know, he, he he definitely belongs on in this conversation already. So Mr. Laird, for sure, is going to be uh, my number three. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's rough after that. It's really hard after that. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my distance runner on there for now. And and because and because yeah, I'm keep keeping Cooper in there for now. And be, and because my my brain is slow, but I still have a lot of respect for for the D two uh, portion of our sport. I'm, I'm keeping Mr. Bassett in there because his name still deserves to be called um, as one of the best athletes in our sport. He's not going to win, but um, he, he should get an invite to the dais. He should be there. Um, on your female side, you had a thing, Mo, Abby Steiner, Ruth Asuro, T.T. Terry, and Katie Izzo as well. Yeah, um, so this is actually quite interesting to me. Um, if you look at, if you look at the regular season indoors, you have to give the trophy to Mo. But Nationals carries the most weight, and therefore, you have to give it to Giddens because Giddens delivered all her chips at the national meet and has continued to wow and and you know shock and awe. So for me right now, Tyra, you know, Tyra Giddens is the front runner. Um, Mo is obviously, you know, there. But if the if the award is about accomplishments in the NCAA season and what matters most is, you know, what you do at Nationals, I think it has to be Giddens. Um, Mo would be my number two there. Um, Tara Davis definitely deserves um, to be on there. I, it saddens me to say for right now, I'm going to have to take Miss Steiner off because, you know, she wasn't around for conference weekend and that's, that's going to matter. Um, so I'm going to leave TT in there and, and, and the, the actual Bowerman watch list that, that the alphabet crew puts out um, has something very cool on there right now. And, and I, and I rock with it. Miss Cameron Rogers, Homer Pick made the official Bowerman watch list, and she is righteously deserving of that distinction, and therefore I'm going to leave her right there on mine for my fifth spot. I like it. Nice. I like it. Uh, Lamar, for your male side, you also had Cooper. You have Turner Washington, Casey Lightfoot, Isaac Grimes and the whole dang NCANT four by four. <laughs> oh, and don't laugh. They're not leaving. Um, <laughs> I will make some adjustments. Um, number number one and two on the list are Javon Harrison. Uh, one for each event. Is that uh, making up from leaving them off? Just kidding. Absolutely. Uh, number three on the list is Turner Washington. Um, number four on the list is uh, Lil Lightning 
uh, Terrence Laird. And number five on the list is uh, the Four Heartbeats at A and T. Four Heartbeats. <laughs> I, I like the nickname. That's that's another hashtag. Let's y'all should rock with that. I mean, yes. look, I, I understand that they're not going to win, right? But here's what I'm saying: they also may not lose. Like, let's be clear: if they win out, if they, you know, I know that 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 the first round doesn't count. So if they win the national championship, right, they will have gone the year undefeated as a group. True. Right, yeah. and and if they run as fast as so so, like, look at it like this: if they're undefeated all the way through, they won indoors, and then they run under run under three minutes outdoors. Like, it's not like my pick is crazy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Women's side, what we got? Women's side, you had a thing Mo, Abby Steiner, Texas A&M 4x4, and Tyra Gibbons. <laughs> and and again, a thing Mo is on the spot. She's on one and two for her two events. Tyra Gibbons does seven events, so I'll cut her down to three and four. And oh my gosh. <laughs> I, and I will give, no, I'm just kidding. She will be three. Tara Davis will be four. And I too am gonna rock with the with the Homer pick because field eventers need love too. And if Cameron keeps doing what she's doing and approaches or breaks the collegiate record in the hammer, like hello, she belongs in the on the dais as well. So that's my squad and I'm rocking with it. I like it. These have all been noted, written down but, in my little. Rearrange my order though. It's Gittins one and Mo two and three. I, I was about to ask you. I was like, really? Okay. It's Gittins one and Mo two and three. You're funny. We're gonna we're gonna have Sir Lucius bring up your your vote card and just let them laugh when they actually vote. <laughs> hey. This dude got two four by fours. Double names, <laughs> all kinds of rules breaking. You know what though? At the end of the day, here's what I know. My lists as they as they are right now are better than what the alphabets are gonna come up with. And nobody's arguing we... about that one, that's for sure. <laughs> so that's are, all are, I'm are saying. we are we are we are we going to reveal the current alphabet list? No. I oh <laughs> no. no. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I promote net nonsense. Sir, Sir Lucius said, uh, <laughs> no. Love oh. it. Love it. Well, that was fun. That was fun to go through. Um, you know, you all sitting here watching us on your phones, on your TVs, from your laptops, whatever you do as you do on this Friday night or, or traveling thereafter, let us know. Let us know what we did or didn't do because I would love to hear the commentary on this one, because this was fun. But as most shows do, they come to a close, and then we get on to the fun stuff, to the gimmicks. So as we've thrown Clyde into the ringer already, because he's had to drive to Wi-Fi, now I'm going to make him sit in the hot seat. So, sir, I hope you have cool seats. In really? It's my turn? Lord, <laughs> all right. That's, that's what's up. So I'm, wait, I'm we, we had... We had ties for Clyde. Do we have to do a Wi-Fi for Clyde now? <laughs> hey, look, look, look here. Look here. 
The Wi-Fi is usually quite reliable. These are not problems I have. I don't know what's going on, but I can assure you somebody's getting cussed out when I get back home. We, we're, making, we're making phone calls when we get back home. It's that it. California Wi-Fi. I it's love it. Wifi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. sir. You comfortable? You got your seatbelt on for this ride? I mean, no, I'm not comfortable at all, but I'm going to get through this question. <laughs> well, I'll make it short and sweet. They are fun and not very much so track related. So I thought I would keep it fun and, and easier for you. <laughs> Sir, everyone, I'll keep that one in. Um, all right. Favorite sitcom, past or present? Oh, Sex and City. It's not even close. Oh, got it. Okay. City. All right. So on the night that we are recording, the Lakers are playing the Warriors right now, literally right now. Who do yes. you have winning the game? Um, I have no idea what the score is at all. I know. Neither um, do I. I don't, I don't actually care who wins this game because both teams are going to end up coming out of the play-in situation. Um, but I mean, I'm, it used to be that, you know, LeBron had to face the Warriors by himself and it didn't go very well. Love Steph. I don't really see how he can get out of this by himself. So yeah. I'll take the Lakers. <sighs> Unfortunately, Lakers are currently I... down. Lakers are currently down by seven points in the third quarter. There it is. Let's go. Um, feet to the fire. What are you laughing at me for? Oh, I just thought it was dope that you just randomly threw on your fandom. Let's go. I, mean, I love that. It was awesome. I'm sweating in this long sleeve right you, now because say, of the we Warriors. We see you in the Warriors long sleeve. No, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> Anyhow, back, back to rapid fire. Excuse the interruption. Um, your feeder to the fire. Are you going to pull vault out of it or run the 3K steeple out of it? Ooh. So, <laughs> you know, as, as a as a hurdler, um, the safer choice is is to go ahead and rock with the steeple. And I will tell you, um, in tenth grade, I, I you know I was a good high jumper. I broke a youth national record in high jump, and I saw some people pole vault, and I'm like, that's just high jump with a stick. I can do that. Yeah, no. That didn't go well at all. I almost lost my whole life. So, yeah, I will not vault ever for any reason. No. I love it. I thought I'd give um, you the steeple because of your hurdle background. I, I'd give you a little bit yeah. of a lifeline. People, people used to want me to do the deck. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to vault. Like, that's, that's – I'm not doing it. Uh, those love are it. Alan Johnson's exact words. He's like, I will never pull vault. So you never have to worry about seeing me doing that ever. <laughs> All right. Um, are you a Mike and Ike's fan or a Hot Tamales fan? I hate them both. Both terrible abominations of candy. I, I will not eat either. What? But if I had to eat one, I'd eat the Mike and Ike. Got it. All right. And, and here's, here's our California question. And I think it's a California question. And maybe just because I know I did. Growing up, which starter jacket did you have? Starter oh, jacket. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, listen. 
the the only one that mattered at the time, the only one I ever cared to have was the Georgetown Hoyas. Like, that's just what it was. If you didn't have the Hoyas, Parker, you, you wasn't, he wasn't with it. And you had to get, <laughs> and in the Bay, I don't know if this was outside Puddles. the Bay thing, but in the Bay, you had to collect all the clips. All your, the your, your Yeah, your, your coolness level was defined by what type of clips and how many clips you had. So it was all about the clip. What I don't get nowadays is the sneakerheads don't even keep them. I'm like, what are you doing? That's gold. They don't even yeah, put them I, on their shoes, keep them nothing. Oh my gosh. That's ground yeah, state snack. Oh yeah, for sure. Got it. Well, I will let you breathe. I will let you stop sweating in your car. <laughs> you are off the hot seat, sir. <laughs> Lastly, we get um, oh, yes. Lamar and I get questions. I keep forgetting. Yeah, and, My apologies. And, and, and as as they're coming up with their diabolical schemes, you you will appreciate in my in my hot second of downtime being in LA for the Pac-12 this champ this weekend, I was able to cop some new K Swiss. So what? they will be out. They will be out at NCs. I will be with the all white K's. I got some oh, new ones. Oh Lord. I love it. Okay, so speaking of the NCAA championships. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how excited you are to be returning to the cathedral because I know you've been there already. What I have been event there. on each side? What if male event and what female event are you much you much, most uh, excited about watching at the NCAA championships? Ooh, man, that's a hell of a question. On, on the women, it's legitimate. On the women, it's legitimately a tie. I am most excited to watch the hundred the hundred meter hurdles and the four by one. Like I can't choose. It it's it's too much, and and I think both events will have a big sway on whatever happens with the team title. So very excited to watch those. On the men's side, man. Four by four. I'm I really want to see the four by four because everybody is righteously riding this the the A and T train, and I get that, and they've earned every minute of that. But something tells me that LSU is going to have something to say about that, and I just want to see it. So I practice yeah, in my four heartbeats. Help him. You have a question for Clyde? Sure. You didn't like my four heartbeats? I thought that was a good one. I, li I, I like I like the nickname. We didn't like the dance. <laughs> well, I mean, it was you know reminiscent to Eddie Kane and the boys. Anyway, you know we there are definitely. Well, I want you to quit this perspective of man Eddie Kane talking about. There are definitely people watching the show right now. Who the, who the hell is Eddie Kane? What is this right. five heartbeats they speak of? <laughs> Wait, I thought there were five heartbeats. Why did he say four? Four, yeah. Anyway. Oh uh, okay, sir. You can only have one of these things. Which one would you choose? World championship gold medal. World record. Or NCAA title. World Championship gold medal can never be taken away from me 
and that is a bigger distinction than an NCAA title. So you take the gold. Records are meant to be broken. That's well thought out. For sure. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, we are going to let people know who we appreciate. And we are going to give out our heartbeat props to uh, give out some love. Because that is definitely, the world needs that all the time. So is there anybody jumping out their seat to uh, give their appreciation? Oh, yes, sir. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go first because mine is not actually personal. It's just uh, an apropos shout, shout out to the news of the day. Um, we lost Lee Evans. And we also lost an absolute icon of the entertainment industry. Paul Mooney died today. Paul Mooney is, without a doubt, my most favorite comedian of all time. And Paul Mooney never gets the respect that he deserves. Paul Mooney is a legend. Paul Mooney is the ghost writer for, for Richard Pryor. For everything, yes. Paul Mooney is involved in so many things that so many people never really take the full scope to understand or research. Like Paul Mooney is a god in entertainment, of comedy, of so many things. And his stuff was raw. It was hardcore. It was intelligent. It made you think. If you have never seen a Paul Mooney, Paul Mooney stand-up special, Spend your weekend Googling that and binge watching that. Like Paul Mooney is incredible. And again, I'm not necessarily sad to hear of his passing. He had an incredible life, incredibly well lived. And he's an icon. And I'm I'm sad to see him go, but his work is so underappreciated. And man, Lee Evans, Paul Mooney, it's been a rough day for iconic black humans. And, I mean, if you're a fan of Prince like I am, I put I put Paul Mooney on the same level as, as Prince in his profession. Like, Paul Mooney is incredibly underappreciated. And so, you know, shout out to Paul Mooney and everything he did in his life, man. Well said, sir. Well said. Uh, sir Lucius, would you like to go or would you like me to go? Doesn't matter. I, I can go. Um, I, I'm going to give my shout out to, uh, to my man, Vince Anderson. Um, I was down at College Station last week and I got a chance to have breakfast with him on Saturday morning. And um, if you've never had a chance to interact with Vince Anderson and you are in the same place with him, please, please take the time go over, talk to him, introduce yourself. I have never met a finer human being in my life. And uh, the 45 minutes uh, I spent with him at breakfast on Saturday morning was the best part of my week. It was incredible. He's just a, just a, he's just a good person. As we like to say, just a good dude. And man, I love you, Vince. I know you're gonna hear this eventually. I appreciate the conversation on Saturday morning and um, all the little tidbits and nuggets we share with each other. And also congratulations to Cole Lynch that he graduated from law school earlier this week so oh wow congratulations. yeah that's awesome yeah and we got we got to give a shout out to charlotte 
because she took care of both of them. So, <laughs> Charla, Charla, Don't Charla, Charla. Awesome. And if you didn't know, he is actually teaching the sprint hurdle certification for USTCCA Academy. So if you're interested, yeah. give them a little plug. He's going to be one of the three teachers um, yeah. leading that up. You will definitely learn something from that dude. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I had my heartbeat props all kind of set up and then today happened. Um, and I'll just keep it easy. Like the people on this show obviously all know that I am uh, a almost never at a loss for words and b relatively difficult to impress. And both of those things happened simultaneously. Um, the, the first time I was blessed enough to attend one of the, uh, you know, Olympic shindigs that they have. And a, a great number of the 68 Olympic team was there. And it's very interesting to see a room full of alpha males and females show deference to one group of alpha males and females. And uh, I want to send my heartbeat props out to all of the remaining living members of the 68 Mexico City track and field team because let's be clear, A, they were the best and they had to go through the most to make the team, right? Like they had multiple Olympic trials. There's a whole, there's a whole long story about it, but just trust me, they, it was the hardest team to make. B, they were in the run-up for the Olympics, planning and plotting what they were going to do to bring light to what was going on at home on the medal stand. Not a conversation about what am I going to do in the Olympics with my voice. Like, no, we're about to get on these medal stands so everybody will see what we're talking about. And see, and this is the part, if you ever get a chance to meet any of them, they are the most humble, regal, awesome human beings you'll ever meet individually or as a collective. Like I think I've actually met like 20 different people that, that were on that team and I haven't met one that wasn't amazing. And I for real, like I joke, but I for real think that like almost everybody came home from those games with medals, almost everybody. Like the, the world or Olympic records were broken in like one, two, four, both genders, four by one, four by four, 800, pole vault, decathlon, high jump, long jump. Yeah, all of that. Um, and, and so I am waxing poetic a little bit. And it's just because like, I know that how blessed that I was in my life to get to meet these people. And I know most people won't. So I wanna do my due diligence to A, pay homage to them while they are still walking amongst us. And B, to get everybody who watches our show, young, young and old, go Google. You know, spend 30 minutes to it, cause it's a rabbit hole. So I'm gonna say 30 minutes, it, it may be three hours, but spend 30 minutes like Googling the people in the 68 Olympic track and field team 
what they did, you know, it's it's a worthwhile thing. And and at the end of the day, they're the reason that all of us are here. Like they're the reason that our sport was dragged out of the stone age into the athletes should get paid because a great number of them like had to do all kinds of other things along with run track just so they could run track better than everybody else in the world. So yeah. I, I didn't, I, they're just, they're amazing people. And I, and, and my heartbeat props definitely go out to that squad. Very cool. Um, I'll wrap up heartbeat props with uh, not track related. Um, on the day that we record, it is my brother and sister-in-law's wedding anniversary. Um, yeah, bless her heart for putting up my brother for 16 years, for 14 years, married, whatever you want to call. I don't know if it's wedding anniversary or actual together, but it's a long time. It's great. I love them. They're awesome. Um, they've gifted me to be an aunt to my niece and my nephew, who are the cutest things in the world. Um, if you're ever in the same room with me, ask me to see the video of my niece singing happy birthday. Got a little Beyonce in the making. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, but they are, they're just an awesome couple. Um, they're epitome of sticking through it, not because they've had troubles, but because they just rock together. And it's awesome to see my brother be able to do that with another person. So um, my heartbeat props go out to my brother, Byron, and my sister-in-law, Christine. So happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> But, so I'll wrap up with my uh, Tony reality mo Reali moment. Um, Sir Lucius, you are correct. The high jump is in the middle of day two of the HEP. Um, right now it is scheduled to go at 2.30 and the HEP starts at 11, concluding at 4.43. Um, the coaching staff at Duke, Sean Wilborn is the director. Um, as noted on social media, as well as per the website, it looks like it's Mark Miller or Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, however you pronounce that. Um, is heading up that sprint crew, but Sean's got the hurdles. So um, give them some pointed uh, kudos there. Um, but other than that, wow, we made it. We did. That time just flies by. Don't know how, but it just does. So uh, without further ado, we will let Clyde uh, go back to his residence <laughs> and make some yes. phone calls. Yes. So, Sir Lucius, it looks like you and I are the only two have not recorded from the car. So we'll either knock on wood or plan that one out soon here. Yeah. Uh, maybe not soon. <laughs> right. But other than that, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, your efforts, and all of the things that you do for our sport. And other than that, we will see each other soon. Everyone have a safe weekend and, uh, Prelims, here we come. Yes, ma'am. Bye, everyone. <laughs>